Good morning. This is the first episode of the Luxury Weekly in 2021. I will summarize for you the 10 most important news of the week in the luxury industry. 1. The acquisition of Tiffany by LVMH was completed this week. Tiffany is now part of the LVMH portfolio and no longer a public company. As expected, an executive management reshuffle was announced with the nomination of my esteemed former colleague and boss, Anthony LeDrew, as the new CEO, Michael Burke as chairman, and Alexandre Arnaud, the 28-year-old son of Bernard Arnaud, as executive vice president of product and communication. Tiffany also presented their holiday preliminary results and their net sales reached record levels, being up 2% versus last year, thanks in large parts to China and online sales. In the Americas, sales fell by 5% and in Europe by 8% versus last year, whereas sales in Asia-Pacific rose by 20% and 8% in Japan. 2. Prada posted early results for the year 2020 and things are looking brighter. After a terrible first half during which sales dropped by 40% and the brand posted a 196 million euro operating loss, Sales significantly improved in the second half of the year to only decline by 6%. Retail sales in December actually went back to 2019 levels. These positive results happened despite ongoing store closures affecting on average 9% of their network. I assume you will not be surprised to hear that the recovery was driven by, wait for it, China, with a massive 52% increase in sales in that second half. What was more surprising was that Prada will post an operating profit in 2020. This improvement of their financial position was due to a tighter control on their supply chain investments, inventory reduction, and improved cash generation. 3. L Brands reported that their nine-week holiday sales significantly exceeded expectations, driven by a great performance at Bath & Body Works, which grew its comp sales by 17%, whereas Victoria's Secrets continued to struggle with comp sales decreasing by 9%. At the group level, net sales only decreased by 1.8% to reach $3.8 billion, but a really positive and unexpected sign of recovery came from same-store sales, which increased by 5% during that period versus a 3% drop in the same period last year. The group's CEO reported that their push to digital and their efforts to cut back on promotions and sell more products at full prices are finally paying off. 4. You know how I like to report news and trends from China, as it's anchoring its position as the number one market for luxury. On January 5th, the Chinese jewelry brand Kilin, which is owned by Kering, released a limited edition collaboration with Mr. Bags, and it sold out in one second after launching on Mr. Bags' WeChat mini-program store, Baoshop. For those of you who don't know him, Mr. Bags is one of China's top KOLs and he has 9 million followers and has already done collaborations with Givenchy, Louis Vuitton, Burberry or Fendi to them a few. It was the first time that he collaborated with a fine jewelry company and the first time he released an exclusive collaboration on his second account called Mr. Jewelry and Watches. A second drop of 300 limited edition necklaces will be released, but this time they will be available in Killin's boutique and the brand's Tmall store. I wanted to highlight this collaboration to just show the power of social commerce collaborations and KOLs in China. 5. Business of Fashion released an in-depth analysis of the beauty market following their annual report with McKinsey on the state of fashion. The massive trend highlighted in the report is that demand for beauty products has not declined, it has just evolved, with major shifts in regions, categories, and channels. 
As expected, the overall beauty market was pretty resilient during the pandemic and it's expected to fully recover by the first half of 2021, except in Europe and Japan, which might not recover before the first half of 2022. China has already recovered and it's expected to grow by almost 9% in 2021 versus 2019 levels. The US market is expected to grow by about 4% versus 2019. Beauty brands have reported a stronger focus on skincare, naturality, and also promoting hero skews. Social commerce will increase exponentially in the West for product discovery and shopping. Consumers will expect brands to be more conscious both on the sustainability side and also on the social justice front. If we look at categories, fragrance and color cosmetics decreased, whereas hair care, skin care, and personal care will grow in 2021. Fragrance was particularly hit due to the drastic reduction in travel retail and the lockdown in Europe, which is the biggest market. Consumers shifted their consumption towards scented home, bath and body care, which is creating a challenge for the overall recovery of the fragrance market. Color cosmetics is another category which suffered from the effect of the pandemic. The only bright spot was eye makeup, which showed some resilience in the Zoom era. Consumers are also gravitating towards self-care and wellness products, which are better suited for digital discovery and shopping, as well as cleaner and more natural formulas. 6. Jägerlökult is the first watch brand to partner with Google Shopping's augmented reality feature. This beta test is part of a larger collaboration between Richmond Hughes Netaporte Group and Google, and the objective is to accelerate digital transformation through technology. So how does it work? Shoppers will be able to discover Jaeger's latest watch in augmented reality on their mobile device by simply clicking on an option, View in 3D, directly from the Google search bar. 7. A mysterious move this week from Bottega Veneta, which deleted their Instagram, Twitter and Facebook accounts without explanation as to why or how long it would last. However, they kept their Chinese WeChat and Weibo accounts. As a point of reference, the brand had 2.5 million followers on Instagram. This unprecedented move follows the recent presentation of the Spring Summer 21 collection in London, which was a private show to industry leaders and influencers, breaking from the usual digital and social media communication overload around fashion shows. Bottega's creative designer, Daniel Lee, has been quite critical of social media for fashion brands, and this move could be a strategic way to drive sales in the West by favoring desirability and experiential luxury while still being active in China and not losing ground in the e-commerce war. This decision feels like a return to luxury's traditional roots of being coveted, exclusive, and for people with access. 8. Coty concluded this week the purchase of a 20% stake in Kim Kardashian West Beauty for $200 million. Coty plans to expand the existing line to more product categories and develop skincare, hair care, personal care, and nail products at some point by 2022. Kim Kardashian launched her beauty line in 2017 with contour kits and then fragrance. According to Coty's CEO, Kardashian will now have access to Coty's expertise in scientific formulation to further develop her vision, while Coty will gain access to Kardashian's massive following, including 198 million followers on Instagram. As a reminder, Coty also owns 51% of Kylie Jenner's beauty brand, which it acquired in 2019 for $600 million. 9. Continuing the celebrity beauty trends, 
Jennifer Lopez launched her beauty line called JLo Beauty. The brand starts with a collection of eight products. Prices range from $18 to $118. The star ingredient is the olive, with four parts of the fruit being extracted to create a proprietary blend called JLo Beauty Olive Complex. The four parts used are squalane, fermented oil, extra virgin oil, and leaf extracts. The complex is meant to deliver antioxidant protection, all-day moisturization, and star glow. You can buy the line right now on their website, as well as Sephora and Amazon as of January 14th. 10. Finally, we get a little bit more visibility on store closures in the US. Real estate firm CoStar Group estimated that 12,200 stores shut down in the US in 2020, which is an increase by 22% versus 2019. About one-third of these closures came from companies linked to malls, including department stores and apparel brands. Macy's announced this week their plans to close more than 30 stores in 2021 in an effort to exit underperforming malls and optimize their real estate portfolio, which value has clearly declined. By the end of the month, all the Macy's stores closing this year will be running liquidation sales. This announcement is part of an overall plan to close 125 locations by 2023 in order to focus purely on the best performing malls and grow their off-mall stores. This week, Bed Bath & Beyond also announced that they would close 43 stores by the end of February as part of a plan to close 200 stores by 2022. The strategic objective is to reduce their real estate footprint, focus on remodeling their more profitable stores and increase their digital sales. That's it for this week. Thank you for listening. Please leave me some reviews on Apple Podcasts and see you next week.